Hey fam, we are quickly approaching the arrival of the Showcase of the Immortals to MetLife Stadium. So that means the fourth wall WrestleCast is throwing a party. The fourth wall team will be hosting the first ever fourth wall WrestleMania tailgate event with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities on Sunday, April 7th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For the cost of only $5, your entry fee will benefit the Ronald McDonald House Charities and includes all-you-can-eat food, sodas, beer, and other refreshments, as well as access to fun games like your favorite wrestler's entrance contest, WWF Old School Trivia, the Fourth Wall Cornhole Tournament Extravaganza. But that's not all. There's going to be raffles and prizes and music and special guests and so much more. The tailgate will be streaming live throughout the day on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash fourth wall. More information will be available on the fourth wall's Facebook page as well as on their Twitter page at fourth wall cast. You can also visit rantwithant.com or go to patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast for more details, times, and location as we get closer to the event. Once again, come join the 4th Wall fam at the WrestleMania tailgate party on April 7th at MetLife Stadium from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Studios in New Jersey, the state where Monopoly got their street names from. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sunday Night Aftermath. On tonight's show, Doc and Bones are going to bring you the results and reactions from the 2019 WWE Fastlane Pay-Per-View. And without further ado, introducing the original Ayatollah of Rock and Roller, the real rated R superstar. Here's Doc Haas. All right, fam, we got a lot to talk about. Fastlane oh, was a uh, lot. Yeah, Fastlane was quite quite the show. Lots of swerves. Lots of uh, lots of new direction in, in a way I'd say going into mm-hmm. WrestleMania. So some a lot of new direction, but new direction a lot of us saw coming already. Um, I want to go to right to the main event to start though. What was the main event? None of us thought it was going to be the main event, but it was the main event. Well, I guess wow. we probably really, we, I guess we really knew in our heart of hearts it was always going to be the main event. Am I wrong? No, we talked about it uh, on this week's episode, too, that uh, we thought that it might end up being the main event because why not? It's Roman Reigns. It's the return of the Shield one last time. But uh, I really had hopes that the WWE Championship might actually might have made evented uh, the match tonight or even Becky and Charlotte would have been another good uh, ending match. But I was iffy on the, the booking of making this the main event, but looking at the way the match ended you had that feel-good moment you know what 
after looking at it, you know, in 2020 hindsight, it, it was the right move to make that the main event. It, it makes it makes business sense, and it makes sense to make sure that your fans are leaving happy. The Shields sold it quite well. Yeah, that that whole like, I think the match was great, and the Shield together are fucking they're great. Yeah, yeah, it was they, a, they sold it quite well. It was a really really good match. Uh, I guess this was closure to the story. Um, at this point, I, I think you're gonna see. I'd like to see Roman and Drew have a few have a program up to Mania out of this. Um, I talked about this on my Docamania over the weekend. Yes. <laughs> I definitely want to see that happen. Um, they had a stare down. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of a tease of that, so uh, I, I hope that's the direction they go in. Where do you see uh, Ambrose and Rollins going next? Um, not, not well. I have Rollins obviously. Where do you see Ambrose going next? Well, I'll, I'll talk about Ambrose and Roman. Uh, well, let's start with Ambrose okay. first. Uh, Ambrose, I don't know, man. The fact that, all right, correct me if I'm wrong, but this past Monday on Raw, they did not mention it at commentary about Dean Ambrose not coming back after Mania, did they? Or was tonight the first night they really made it a point to say, this is the last time the Shield will be together because Dean Ambrose is not resigning his contract and leaving after WrestleMania? Do you think... They Do I think it's a work? Time. Yes, I think it's a fucking work. Do you think, or what if he doesn't come back to TV after tonight? I could see that happening. What if like that was that was the send off? I don't know. I I could see that happening with him being taken off TV for a little while to make you think that he is okay. leaving. Okay. But I could really see something. The fact that they made it so prominent in commentary throughout the night. They wanted to make sure that you all, that we all knew, Dean Ambrose is not coming back after WrestleMania. That's why this is the last time for the Shield. I feel like this is the, they finally are talking about it, and I feel like they're almost making it storyline. And also on uh. that same topic, uh, Doc, I mentioned to you, I saw reports earlier today about them thinking of pulling Renee Young from the commentary table on Raw. Uh, there's no reports on why or what the reasoning behind it is, but there are there is speculation that it has to do with Dean Ambrose leaving. That seems silly. That seems like that has to see. That makes me think it has to be a work. Like if that's a thing, I feel like the whole thing becomes a work thing. I think pulling Renee is silly. Like it's absolutely silly. She's she's good. Yeah, and, and I was trying to get some clues specifically out of her commentary tonight during the Shield match, but uh, she Did you get any, no anything. She, if she she was good at at, at keeping everything, at keep keeping kayfabe alive. Let's just put okay. it that way. She did. I mean, I still felt like her her tone of voice had a little more. I want to say stress behind it whenever she spoke about Dean. Uh, okay. And I felt like Corey, and she did fumble her words a few times, and Corey kept having to correct her. Uh, but again, that could just be the dynamic between Corey and Renee. I don't know. I could be looking into it too much, but I really have a feeling now that the Dean thing might be, uh, might really be a work. Now that they're making it so prominent in the storyline, even if tomorrow night, if there's no Dean Ambrose on Raw, but they still talk about why it was the Shield's last time ever because Dean is leaving. Then to me, I think that's the uh, that's the cherry on the on the Sunday. That's 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 it. That makes it a work. 
Okay. And I and if, if again if they talk about it tomorrow night, you're going to keep hearing about it every single week until Mania, until his contract is officially up, which I understand is not up until April 31st, the end, so a couple weeks after Mania. Where do I see Roman? I, I see Roman getting back into the main event picture shortly after after WrestleMania. I mean, Roman Reigns is a main eventer. Love him or hate him, he is a main eventer. He never oh. lost the title. Now, I know we're going to have our Finn Balor fans like myself that go, well, fuck it, Finn Balor never really had his... took him years to get his rematch. Yeah, but Finn Balor is not Roman Reigns. And, um, you know, unfortunately, that's... Right. If you look at it from the business aspect of it, Roman's going to get the opportunity before Finn is. So... Right. I see him... Yeah, they're not held in the same regard within the company. That's just all there is to it. Right. Um, th- that's why, to, to back your point up, that's why I want to see Roman feud with the Drew McIntyre and have him, a match with him and Mania beating Drew and Mania be a stepping stone to him getting back in the main events. They even call it a number one contender match for a universal title. Right, right. Now, when uh, when when we did our our fourth wall mania bonus show this weekend. I, I didn't really have Roman Reigns in any of my plans for WrestleMania. Uh, Cause I, I'm still very unsure about where they're going to take his, his story after tonight. I really didn't see him getting back into the ring this soon. I thought he would, he might just show up on raw here and there in a few weeks and not be back in the ring till after mania. So, yeah. If he's in the, if he's in the ring this soon and he's, he's fighting a mania. Yeah, if he's in the ring now, then he's gonna have a match, and yeah. you know, and I think you you said it, man. Drew McIntyre is the is the best person. It's the perfect opponent. Or right for or that's where you bring Cena back, and have Cena coming in for his seventeenth championship. He wants to face the winner of Brock versus Seth. Well, hold on, John Cena. Before you get that opportunity, you got to go through Roman Reigns and then have Cena put Roman Reigns over at WrestleMania. But I want Cena to put Samoa Joe over at WrestleMania. So he's John. He's big fight John. You can put him in two matches. It's fine. Um, let's hop over to Samoa Joe and let's talk about the United States Fatal Four Way Match, the United States for the United States Championship. Um, I'm stunning over my words too. It's late. It's been a long it day. Is late. It's been a long day. <laughs> a lot of wrestling, especially when you uh, watch last year's Fast Lane before you watch this year's Fast Lane. It's like eight hours. Um, in the pre-show, it was supposed to be uh, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade, and that got turned into a Fatal Four Way for the United States title. Along with, uh, I'm having a brain fart. Mustafa Ali. No, our truth. No, Mustafa Ali's not. Yeah, I'm having a brain fart. Our <laughs> The former U.S. champ. Uh, um, the former well, U.S. champ, our truth. There we go. This match was yeah. a pleasant surprise because. Um, yeah, man. For a few reasons, I love when the mid card gets into these multi man title pictures. I love multi man matches for mid card titles. I had one booked for WrestleMania, and this right here is the start to what I see happening at Mania. I could see them adding two to three more people to this match and having a big fucking ladder match. Now, because even from tonight's match, 
out of the four, out of the three other people that Samoa Joe defended against, who else do you see him going one on one with? Mysterio and Andrade are not done with their one on one feud, so they're going to be intertwined in the U.S. picture for in the title picture for a while, while the two of them still have their side feud. And there's no way you're going to put our truth in Samoa Joe in a singles feud. John Cena, <laughs> just bring John Cena back. Yeah, I mean, our truths doing this whole John Cena thing, it, it, it writes itself. It makes sense, you know. Samoa Joe starts insulting R-Truth, then starts insulting John Cena, starts mocking John Cena while right. R-Truth is celebrating John Cena. Um, you can give R-Truth another United States title match within this feud with John Cena. Mm-hmm. And then you have John Cena put over Samoa Joe at, at, at Mania. That's That's the most logical opponent right now. I think the Intercontinental title match is going to be the big multi-man mid-card match. I think that's going to be like a six-seven-man match or ladder match of some sorts. Yeah, the U.S. title I think is a little more like, you know, Joe's going to get a chance to work a really big program here. That's what I would want to see at least. That's where I think it should go. The other, you know, our truth I think is destined for the Battle Royal this year. Well, Cena's (laughs) going to have his work cut out for him at WrestleMania then. If, yeah. if he has to fight both Roman and Samoa Joe to put them over. He's not fighting <laughs> Roman at WrestleMania. You know, can, um, I talk, can we talk about how good, um, how much R-Truth and Carmella getting together has really helped both their careers, man? I think it's awesome. I was really skeptical about the whole pairing of them when it first happened, but I think it's great for both of their careers. Like, this revitalized uh, R-Truth's career because after – he could have had a decent run with Goldust when he was uh, in that tag team with him, but then injury kind of cut that short. But I think putting him with Carmelo is fucking great. I, and remember, we had yeah. a whole conversation on the show about, is this hurting Carmelo's career? It's not. She is very over with the crowd yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, I feel like Carmelo, this is, if anything, this is like giving Carmelo's career what it needs. She's a very good actress, so she plays like mm-hmm. r- roles really well. Like She just fit seamlessly and to be in, you know, our truths. I don't know if they're supposed to be a couple or not, or what their what Man, their yeah, actual yeah, like status is. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I like I like the, the different hair color. I like the uh, the edgier look. Mm-hmm. Like I really think it suits her, and I really think it's really helped to like, give her career. And I spark. She's done really good work with Zelina Vega in this feud. That's yeah. going to be a feud leading up into Mania. Um, I hope it doesn't take up a, a mixed like a mixed uh gender tag team match of mania i don't want to see uh, i don't want to see, see andrade in a match like yeah. that right yeah exactly i, I, I want to see andrade with Rey mysterio i can see the the carmella zelina feud kind of just uh going side by side by side with the u.s title picture which means i think we'll still see our truth and andrade in the u.s picture uh either until mania or uh, maybe until you know before Mania, but I think we're gonna see these the superstars involved. Uh, but let's talk about this match itself, man. I thought it was great. It was uh, definitely um, if I had to give it like a, a star, I'd, I'd give it like a four star. Uh, oh yeah, four star great for this. It was match. a fire, fire match, great match, man. man. That one double Hurricane Rana that Mysterio did to our Truth and Andrade was fucking great. Um, and then, and it's. Yeah, he was he was on another planet. Good, mm-hmm. he had another awesome hurricane Rana yeah. on Andrade from the top turnbuckle 
off of somebody's shoulders. Yep. <laughs> I forget I forget which guy's shoulders it was. It was I think it was a Truth's shoulders. And just he is so impressive. He's impressing me so much right now, he Rey Mysterio. Is, he he went to go hit his uh his scissor kick on I want to say it was Andrade, but he definitely botched it because it totally like just went to the side and not uh, straight down. Uh, no. Michael Cole tried putting it over, and I was like, "Nah, dude." Then he did it again to someone else, and I was like, "Yeah, that that was just as bad." So unfortunately, right. I did pick up on those, and there was it was his finisher too. I'm like, of all things to botch, you don't want to finish. You know, you don't want to botch your finishing move. Hey, but, you know, I, like with Rey Mysterio, yeah. Rey Mysterio, you get you get a little slack on that. Just can't let it. No, I'm, talking, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about our truth. I was talking about Ray Mysterio, my man. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, it's funny because you can apply the same to our truth. That the yeah. scissor kick, yeah, yeah, obviously the scissor kick. Um, yeah, those, those were those weren't the best tonight. But yeah. his character itself has been good. He's interacted well with Carmelo. He's played himself. He's made himself a figure on SmackDown again. Yeah. Now, what what do you think about? So Samoa Joe's gonna gonna run with this title for a while. You think, right? Yeah, these. Gonna run with this title for a while. I thought this was a really good win for Joe. Really good win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, there's two real obvious booking things that happened tonight that we all saw coming from a mile away. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the first one, and that's the official announcement of the triple threat Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 35. The champ Ronda Rousey, the challengers Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch. It was after an interesting, her. interesting ride just to get yeah. to this point. It was, we all it was knew. interesting. Now, Doc, if I was to if I was to ask you back at the end of November after Survivor Series, if I was to say, you know what, Doc, the main event at WrestleMania is going to be a triple threat: Ronda versus Becky versus Charlotte. You and everyone else would have said, "Well, yeah, duh." I mean, right? We it's like we knew this months ago. It's just been a yeah, very interesting ride to get here. Well, that's the thing. That's what happened. Everybody knows what you want to do. You have to try to do something to keep it interesting for those people who know already. You know, and I think that's what the booking of this was. Yeah, especially it was just taking a weird road to get somewhere we knew it was going. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing we didn't know where it was going was the ending of this match. We knew the outcome was going to be Becky. But right. what did you think about the the way the match ended and how Becky got the win? I liked it. Ronda, Ronda it, it continues with Ronda really wants to fight Becky. Yeah, she wants Becky in that match, and this continues. If continues with the storyline of Ronda doing whatever the fuck Ronda wants, because that's been the new Ronda character. I like it. It was a heel move. Whatever, it, it got us where we needed to be, and it's that part of the story is over now. We have the next chapter, which is the three of them interacting together for the next two weeks leading up to Mania. Let's take a quick sidebar. Did you see the video of Ronda Rousey, which started this whole Ronda's going to do things her own way, where she totally breaks the fourth wall. She talks about how wrestling is fake. It's all scripted. It's You saw the video? Yeah, oh yeah. Like, someone was, her, some guy was doing her hair, and someone was doing her nail or something. It was, it, it was, it was a well, well-produced video, you know? Just, it was, no, I, yeah. like it was her sitting being all pampered, like like the queen, and she's just talking mad shit. Now I know all about that video, all about it. <laughs> when, when she's over there, I mean, when she's really breaking the fourth wall and dropping the f bombs and shit, is WWE behind this? Is this a work? Absolutely, 
absolutely a work. It, it's, it's funny brilliant. that that's the biggest question on Twitter when it's like, yeah, dude, it's fucking wrestling. It's it's all a work. It's a work, dude. It's and this is definitely a work. Yeah, and it's brilliant, and I love it, and I want to see more of it. Yeah, it feels more real. It feels more personal. Mm-hmm. The best wrestling angles are the ones that feel personal. This makes it feel personal. What I want to see though is I want to see them take their social media feuds into the ring like it's there but it's not they're not at the same like they i i get more excited to see their tweets throughout the week than i do to hear a ronda rousey promo on on monday so if yeah, they could bring what you mean. if it, they could bring yeah, that fire and that heat from their social media feuds into the ring on the mic that'll just fucking there just needs to be more hell raising from all of them like yeah. when they see each other hell needs to raise right away that's what this like feud needs now going forward like we've done the let's get in the rain and stand off with each other and talk shit to each other now it's got to be it's so personal like the minute becky sees ronda she should be beating the fucking piss out of her with that crutch yeah so do you think we're going to see charlotte on smackdown anymore between now and mania or is she just going to be on raw at this point uh, uh Charlotte has no reason to be on SmackDown. Yeah, she'll, unless she'll it's be just on to Raw. Boost SmackDown's ratings. Yeah, but that would be a disservice to the SmackDown roster, and this should be another chance to get somebody on TV. Yeah, there's no need to have Charlotte on SmackDown right now. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. She might as well just because because Becky might show up, but Ronda's not going to SmackDown. So right, exactly. At this point, there's really no point. Let's talk about the other bit of obvious news. The honeymoon yeah. has ended. <clears throat> the Which, world's greatest parenting team, because they, they've raised that trophy in the greatness, uh-huh. is now over. They're getting a divorce. McMiz, over tonight. Um, Miz, cost, Miz, quote unquote, cost a match for his team. Mm-hmm. Um, by, now, explain this to me. Mm-hmm. By going to the top rope and trying to do a finishing move, Shane McMahon goes with the logic that you cost my team. He wasn't doing anything showboaty. wasn't doing anything crazy. Well, Shane this didn't is really un- see it all go down because Shane was knocked out also. After oh, he, right. A, that right, was right, after right, he right, did the right. the coast-to-coast to one of the Usos in the midair. Because right. one of the Usos went for the splash, coast-to-coast, knocked him out of the midair, so he right. was out. right. Right. Um, but that's essentially what happened. Like the 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 wrestling, the the match itself was a good match. Yeah, it's it was usually like a three are. three star, three three and a half star match. It was not a bad match. Right. But that ending, it's exactly how we called it. Exactly how we called it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, embarrassed in front of Cleveland, embarrassed. Of it. it just unquestionably, I was trying to get before this unquestionably establishes the Miz as a face now. So this is a completely new era for The Miz, in my opinion. Yep. Like, it officially started tonight. Where do you think he goes with it? Do you think he has the success that he's had as a heel over the past 10 years, 10, 11, 12 years he's been around? Yeah. We'll see him back in the title picture by WrestleMania 36. Yeah, you think so? Mm -hmm. Maybe a Royal Rumble winner? I could see it. I could see that. I could see him, him and Daniel Bryan... Still have a lot more they have to finish, so I could see them being in the title picture down the road. But with D- DB as the heel and Miz as the babyface, all right, and that's gonna be different. It's gonna be yeah. a little fun. 
I can see that happening by next year's WrestleMania. But that's also okay, pending so, pending the shakeups and that they're on the same brand still and everything. Right, 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 right. You know. So let's let's talk about the uh, women's cha- other women's the women's championship matches on the card tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one, Oscar defended the SmackDown Women's Championship against Mandy Rose. A uh, sloppy performance from Mandy, we'll call it. Yeah, slo- sloppy's putting it nicely. It really nothing to run home about. I w- it was unfortunate. I wanted it to be a better match. Mandy didn't really look that good in the match tonight. Uh, I did like the way it ended. Um, I did too. I, I thought I it was. I liked with Sonya trying to help, but then she pulls up the apron, and at first I was like, "Shit!" She. Just, I thought Mandy botched. I thought she just tripped. I was like, "Oh, now I see why it happened." Right. You know. Yeah, it was I liked, an awkward stopping there for a sec, but the the way the ending the ending makes sense. The booking was acceptable. Mm-hmm. The wrestling was borderline acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice to see Oscar finally get a defense again, but she, like we said, we just need some more women on SmackDown Live to challenge her. Yeah. She's just lacking challengers right now with Charlotte over on Raw mm-hmm. and Becky over on Raw. Yeah. Uh, the other women's title that was defended tonight were the Women's Tag Team Championships. The Boston Hug Connection defended against Nia and Tamina and once again, just some very just Awful botches from Nia Jackson in this match. Yeah. She almost dropped Sasha twice. And like one of the times she almost dropped her, Sasha was flying off the top turnbuckle outside the ring. Unfortunately, whenever Nia and Tamina are on my TV screen, I tend to look at my cell phone. Um, <laughs> regardless of who they're who they're facing. So Sasha and Bailey, I'm sorry because I, I do love you guys and I Sasha and Bailey. Italy were fine. They, 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 they did just fine. When Naya and Tamina in the ring, I have to turn away from the TV, or else I'm just going to get pissed off and throw something hard and hard at my TV. So, um, yeah, I looked at my phone during that match. It's time to get the Riot Squad and the and, uh, women's tag team picture. Yeah. And yeah. get Naya and Tamina just out of the ring. Yeah. Like, there's, one really thing, wanna... there's one thing about go, having to go back to the development and, you know, work on your craft. And there's another thing is just not having a craft. And I'm a fucking yeah. huge Naya and Tamina hater, but there is nothing there with those two. No, those two need to not be in a fucking ring. That's and nothing. And come, yeah. come at me, no, you, haters. You, come at me. But I'm just saying, I, that's what I got nothing for you, dude. She's, she's, this is not the first time that she's been no. careless in the ring with her, with her fellow workers. And it's not it's not something pretty and you're right. I don't know if it's something that's fixable, my man. I she, really she don't. She can't be proud of her body count and she does she shouldn't want to keep adding to it. You know, right. she's injured way too many people. So, but I uh, I mean, <laughs> hey, I, we thought we knew it was going to happen. Boston Up Connection were going to retain. So, the the right team won the match at least. I did like the ending of the match though with Beth Phoenix getting involved yes. and then Natty coming out. That is awesome. I, I, I'm, I've been talking about, you know, trying to ramp up the tag division, bring, bring back Beth Phoenix, have her team up with Natty, put, make them a, ta- a formidable tag team. You see a fatal four way at Mania, maybe Boston hug, Natty and Beth, Riot squad, Iconics. Yes, I could see it. I mean, I, I mentioned that I was thinking the fatal four way too, and I talked about there being a passing of the torch. 
Um, you know, I mentioned two other legends, but Beth Phoenix coming back is just as good, and her and Natty are a great team because they used to mm-hmm. team a lot together when they when Beth was active. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Beth looked good too. So it's a yeah. good thing. I think it's going to be a good addition to TV for the women's tag division right now. Yep. Let's head over to the men's tag division. The Raw tag team titles were also defended tonight, and the revival retained against Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, who took the pin, and Alistair Black and Ricochet. What do you think? Very good match. I thought all three teams looked really good in the match. Um, The ending was, well, I really thought that Bobby Roode and Chad Gable were going to retain, not retain, win the titles back. But I think that I still think my WrestleMania booking for the tag team division might still happen. Uh, I, I'll just let, let, let the spoiler out there for those of you that did not listen to Fourth Wall Mania yet. I think the tag titles are going to be unified at WrestleMania. I'm just saying. But uh, I, I don't. I know, I, know, I know you don't. So what do you think happens after this now? So we saw the Revival retain. They're still going to be in the title picture going into WrestleMania. So what's oh. going to happen? Before I address that, I do want to say I didn't like the post-match beatdown segment. Why not? I didn't. I would have liked to have seen something like that happen on Raw tomorrow night. Like, I feel like if they really presented Aleister Black and Ricochet as heels tonight, if you ask me. They came out wearing all black. I didn't feel that. They did the post-match beatdown on the channel. Champions, white or 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 maybe heels. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wasn't it their beatdown was on Rude and Gable, wasn't it? They just did a beatdown in general. I think they, they took everybody out. I think it was everyone. All right. Yeah, they took but everybody I, out. I, I, I don't know. I don't see it as as a heel turn or heelish acts or anything. Maybe like that. foreshadowing a heel turn. Nah, I can't see that. They have beards. <laughs> True. When you have a beard, they you have, have to be beards. They have beards. I can't see I Ricochet really... going over as a heel, though. I can see Alistair as a heel, but not Ricochet. I can see Ricochet as a heel. Yeah. The arrogant, like, cocky heel. I, don't know. I can definitely see that, man. Yeah. Well, what'd you think of the match? I thought the match was really, really good. I, I think en- the tag I... division is starting to finally shine. Yeah, I enjoyed the match. I think they're try- they're finding the right combos of guys that get out there for matches. Yeah. I think they're finding some good formulas. I think they're starting to realize, hey, man, if you let the Revival go, they're a really good tag team that puts on good matches that are very serviceable and, and honorable champions. Right. And I think Rudy and Gable are going to have their moment to shine. I think they're at, you know, at Mania. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them take the titles at Mania, whether it's on the pre-show or not. It remains to be seen. Um. Any other tag teams get added into this picture for Raw? That's tough. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think there's really any, unless it's they put heavy machinery in the picture. That's that's why I was. I'd like to see heavy machinery get get some uh, get some play here. Yeah, and I think they think that they're going to keep Ricochet and Black together as a and you utilize them as a tag team on the main roster for a while. Yeah, yeah, for a while, for the foreseeable future. We we all we talked about was how Raw needed more tag teams, so this addresses that problem. And they're doing well together. There's yeah. there's, there's chemistry there. 
it's getting over the audience is enjoying it they're putting on good matches why not why not keep it together for a bit and that that's what that's what's making this work if it was just two single stars put together to make a tag team and like uh a la nakamura and rusev but at least with black and ricochet there is a a natural chemistry and they've been good together since day one um uh, I think they're going to be a good tag team moving forward, and they're, they're going to have to have the titles at some point. I think, but I don't think it might not happen until uh, Mania or post Mania. All right, before we get into the WWE title and the whole New Day picture, because that's mm-hmm. the last bit of like in-ring topics we have to talk about. Let's talk about the Elias segments tonight. It was gold. Tuesdays gold. Yep. With the wind. It was nothing but Tuesday. It was Tuesdays gone the whole time. Yep. It's classic. Leonard Skinner, retweet us, please. Yeah. He is really u- using the, um, I'm going to get these cheap pops by talking shit about whatever town we're in every time. And it seems to be, wor- it works for him. You know, he did it when he first came to the main roster, and he's doing it again now after his short stint as a babyface. But I think he ha- he has the right formula, and this is working for him. I just want to see him in a, in a feud, in a storyline now, and not constantly just have these musical segments where he gets interrupted. Okay, I was so, surprised he got no interruptions tonight. Uh, tonight. Well, until the very end, of course. Well, he's sort of. I guess sort he, I guess of. He it happened it, as so, he was ending. Yeah, right. It was done. So let's let's talk through what happened here. Let's start with the the yet another appearance of Lacey Evans, which. I'm already bored of these these Lacey Evans walkouts. I, I mean, she's she's attractive and all, and I get what they're doing, but I'm already bored with it. Like, maybe I'm supposed to be bored with it. Maybe I'm supposed to not like it. She's supposed to be a heel. But let's get in the rain. Let's start cooking here, all right? We get it. You're cute. You have a sexy walk. Right. You have really nice outfits. You're a Southern Belle. You're, you're a lady. It's cool. Go fucking fight. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we'll, I think we'll start seeing her um, in the ring. I think as, as early as this week, we'll start seeing her in matches. All right, so Elias is checking her out, and then from out of nowhere, fucking RKO shows R-K-O. up. Bam! Out of nowhere, and so it, was, it wasn't expected because they're both on two different brands. Right, exactly. Read my mind, dude. I was just about to say that. Not expected at all, and then from out of nowhere, AJ shows up and. AJ hit or with a phenomenal forearm, and they looked at the sign, walked off, and that's obviously going to be a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, we talked about it even even before a couple few weeks ago that we thought Randy Orton and AJ yeah. would be that that this would be a, the 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 match at WrestleMania. This has been a long rumored match for a while. Mm-hmm. This is a good match to put early in the night at Mania. Get some asses in the seats. It has to be a hard hitting match. We know we talked about it. No, no DQ, some kind of extreme stipulation, just something. And it needs to be color. It needs to be hard hitting. It needs to be yeah, a, I want a brutal, be a, bloody brawl. Yeah, this needs to be a vicious match. Vicious. I, yeah. I, I can't. After Randy Orton popped out, though, I have to say, man, they did a really good job on this show of just getting as much talent as possible on tv they're like hey this is our last stop before wrestlemania we need to start showcasing a lot more people so we we saw randy orton we had three segments with elias we got to see lacey evans they got rid of the andrade and Rey mysterio kickoff show made it a fatal four-way and added r-truth and samoa joe to the card 
I just thought they did a really good, really, really good job. Mustafa Excellent. Ali, we'll get to that too later. Mustafa Ali showed up in the match. Yeah. Uh, Excellent even, bookie decisions. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kofi Kingston had an impromptu match. So it went from like an eight-match card to an, a 10 or 11-match card. Um, it was still and, done before 11. It was still done before 11, and they jam-packed it with talent, dude. Like, everyone... I feel like your top tier talents were on this show. We didn't see any of our Kurt Hawkins or our Zack Ryder's or our No Way Jose's or Titus O'Neil's on this show. This was your top tier talents going into WrestleMania. The, the only noticeable name I can really think of that two noticeable names that were missing tonight were Finn and Braun Strowman. Yeah. Yeah. Finn and Braun were missing tonight. They're the two noticeable names. And the Hardy Boys weren't on the card tonight. And the Hardys, right. And the Hardys run. So. Absolutely agree. When we were talking about our fourth wall of mania the other day and we were having our conversation, I'd said to you, I envision a WrestleMania that is booked with a nice flow and continuity and stories are still developed, but it's not overkill and wrestling still the most important thing, Mm -hmm. like the actual in-ring wrestling. I think Fastlane really hit the nail, hit the nail right in the freaking head. It was awesome. I thought there was Great pacing, like you said, a lot of talent got on, and when the talent got on, it was meaningful. It just wasn't throwaway bullshit. Right. Absolutely. So, really cool. Kudos on those segments, and kudos to Elias and what he's doing, and how he helped make all them seg- that segment actually work at the end by getting the fans hot. And kudos to Lacey Evans for looking so goddamn good. Okay. I just, just want <laughs> kudos. <laughs> Kudos. She's an ex-Marine dude. She'll fucking kill I know, she'll you. I'll kick my ass. Um, let's talk about what else everything we got? revolving the world, the WWE Championship All right. and the New Day. So let's back up to the beginning of the night. So back during the kickoff show, uh, the New Day approached Kevin Owens backstage where Kofi was going just to wish Kevin Owens good luck. He's like, look, man, I got no problem with you. Just, uh, you know, go, go have a good match. Right after Kevin Owens left, some backstage guy said, Kofi, the McMahons want, or Mr. McMahon wants to speak with you. So like an hour later, uh, this was after uh, Big E and, what's his face, Xavier already had their match in the kickoff show. So this is already into the main card. Uh, Big E and Xavier are walking in the back and they pass by Kofi. And they're like, yo, what happened? Kofi's outside of Vince's office. They haven't gotten in yet. So they just barge into Vince's office. And Big E and Xavier are like, yo, Vince, give Kofi what he deserves. He needs to be put in the match. Kofi said nothing. Big E and Xavier did all the talking. Now, I started to pick this apart as it happened. It was Big E and Xavier that barged into the office and told Vince he needs to be put in the, in the match, making a triple threat tonight. Kofi literally said nothing. So Vince McMahon gets up, and he kind of has the mischievous McMahon smirk on his face and he's like you know what that triple th- that match will be will be a triple threat match tonight and you know your match is coming up next didn't say that your match is the triple threat match right so he goes out right. there he's thinking it's gonna be a triple threat match even the commentators are like oh wow it's happening now it's happening yeah. now Byron can you believe it and it then it ends up becoming a fucking handicap match with the bar just kicking the shit out of New Day. I mean, out of Kofi. 
Yes. So when he was when he came down, he's in the rain, and also I'm saying to myself, I smell a swerve, man. Yeah. I smell a swerve. Something's going down here. And then of course the bar, like you said, the bar comes out and just puts a hurting on Kofi. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't know if that meant Kofi was still going to get a chance to have the title match later in the night. Of course he didn't. It was a returning in ring return of Mustafa Ali from injury. Mm-hmm. All right, he believes he didn't wrestle on SmackDown this week. He just returned, yeah, right? He just returned today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in ring return of Mustafa Ali, and and a very very well wrestled world title match, triple threat match. I thought it was definitely one of the matches of the night. I think I enjoyed the United States title match a little bit more, yeah. and I think I enjoyed the sh- the pageantry of the Shield match the most. But this match was when I said it's Daniel Bryan's and it's. And it's Kevin Owens, and it's Mustafa Ali. So you got three guys, three different styles, but all really, really good in the ring. And I thought they did a good job of melding it together and putting on a real entertaining match tonight. Yeah. No, I think uh, the match that we ended up getting was great. I got nervous for Mustafa Ali that he was going to fall into the Rey Mysterio picture when Rey Mysterio came out uh, as number 30 in the Royal Rumble when everyone thought it was Daniel Bryan and they booed the hell out of Rey Mysterio but I was pleasantly surprised that they still popped from, from Mustafa Ali and uh, they were yelling this is awesome during the match you know they, they had his chance so even though Kofi didn't get the match tonight the crowd still enjoyed it and I thought Ali looked really strong in this match tonight too I think he's looked in ring he's looked strong in every match yeah Looks strong in every match in the ring. I think he's going to be, you know, he's a talent that's going to be around to stay for a while. I'm happy to see him get, you know, get the push he's got and, and just run with it the way he has. Yeah. Um, I feel like he is going to be a casualty of his youth at WrestleMania and might end up in the Battle Royal. Okay. But if he did, if he did, I think he would play an important part in the Battle Royal along with guys like Rusev. And guys like uh, Sheamus and Nakamura mm-hmm. and Cesaro. So I think he played an important part with them at the very least. Right. Um, l- l- let's actually back- backtrack and go-, go back to the Bar versus Kofi Max. I do want to mention. Uh, so after uh, after that match was over, well, actually at the end of the match, Big E and Xavier came out to try and help Kofi. But before they right. make it to the ring, they get attacked by Rusev and Nakamura, who lost to them earlier in the night on the kickoff show. Uh, are we going to start seeing a a story between between these two teams now, Rusev and Nakamura and Xavier and Big E? Or was this just like a one-time thing? And again, could this be a way for Vince McMahon to try and get Kofi Kingston out of the title picture? Tell me you don't feel Daniel Bryan vibes with this whole Kofi Kingston thing that's happening right now. Oh, it's the same vibe as, as 2014 Daniel yeah. Bryan. It's the same exact vibe. Except it's not same the exact. and the evolution or the authority. I mean, it's Vince McMahon, and now there's all these newer faces that are kind of popping up. Yeah, and I wonder if this is going to be the beginning of a, a Vince McMahon-led corporate faction. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know. Which we haven't seen the faction in the 90s. Right, and, and I know the faction that you and I dream about that involves Rusev and Nakamura and the Bar and all those guys, and Andrade. You know, Kevin Owens and Vince Charlotte. McMahon, and what if Vince McMahon <laughs> led the faction? Right, uh, 
But see, that kind of goes back because I'm pretty sure within the past year to three years, it has been reported that Vince McMahon does not really want to be on TV much anymore. So yeah, if he was the leader of the faction, he would have to. He could still be on TV, just in backstage vignettes that they pre-record. But I don't think we would see him much in the ring if he did. Help, if he did run a faction, he would have to have whoever the main name is in the faction would be the the main uh, mouthpiece whenever they're in the okay. ring. I think that, okay. that would that would right. make sense. Maybe they would have the backstage backing of Vince McMahon, the dirty business, yes. the dirty yes. owner of the company. You know what I mean? I guess and you can that. you can go you you can see and then like you know Triple H has his guys and Shane's gonna have his guys and Steph's gonna have his her guy her gals mm-hmm. and you'll start maybe seeing the storylines go backstage and you'll start to see the power struggle within the McMahon family. Right. They've done that before too, obviously. Yep. But I think. I, I think you could do that really well with the talent you have right now on this roster, uh, which I'm okay with. I thought she was the weakest of the on-screen McMahon characters. So Daniel Bryan, of course, wins the match. I think we're still going to get Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston and maybe Kevin Owens for the WWE Championship at Mania. Well, I want to go back to what I had said uh, a few days ago. Kevin Owens, They're not going to bring Kevin Owens back after this long injury that he's had and put him in the main event scene just to have him lose the match and have him be relegated down to the mid-card scene. I think the fact that he did not take the pin tonight, he's going to find his his way into the main event at WrestleMania, and it's going to be a triple threat match, him versus Kofi versus Daniel Bryan. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Sign me up. And it's anybody's guess as to who could win the match, which are always the best matches. Yep. Yeah, as over as Kofi is, they could, you know, creative could bone the crowd hard and, and, you know, put this match in the middle of the night and get the booze out. Yeah. So, well, that being said, uh, overall grade for Fastlane, Bones? Uh, uh, overall grade, uh, well, I would... All right, the... Unfortunately, the SmackDown women's title... And the women's tag title matches were my two weakest matches uh, for for the night. Um, yeah, I would still give it a strong four stars for the night. Uh, I feel like the the title match, triple threat tag match was great. Uh, the all the returns, the you know you got to see Randy Orton, you got to see Elias and Mustafa Ali made his return. I like I loved the Becky Lynch and Charlotte match on how that whole thing went. Now the match itself wasn't their usual match because Becky's injured, of course. But I liked how that match panned out. We got the end result that we all wanted. I would say this was a really good pay per view to set up to final to finalize the paving for the road to WrestleMania. And I think we're on, on, a, on a good track right now. I'm gonna be a little less. Gen- to you. I give it a 3.5 because for all the good things that happened, there was some bad wrestling, and I have to penalize when necessary. So I bring it, brings it down to a 3.5 for doing the star system. Um, I think WWE, though, once again, since TLC, that's now four straight pay-per-views that I think were really well done and really pushed storylines forward and were really interesting and really made me interested for Raw and SmackDown the next week. Yep. Um, I'm there, and there were some matches. What happens? And 
you know, a couple of the matches tonight, I think, could have held up with some NXT matches. To it. They could have held up on a takeover card. I think the Shield match could have. I think the WWE Championship match could have. I think the United States title match could have. So a lot of good things went down tonight. All right, with that being said, fam, before we head off, before we sign off, I need to tell you about WrestleMania Sunday. I need to tell you about Fourth Wall Tailgate at MetLife Stadium, 11 o'clock to 4 o'clock. We're going to have food. We're going to have games. We're going to have kayfabe. We're going to have consumption. And I think you're going to love it. So come show up and hang out with myself, Bones, the Smark, all of our friends at Wrestle Addict Radio, be there. Be uh, square. Normal. Be that square. Was, that was so that, lame. That was good. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, be, yeah. be there or be a heel. Ooh, well, I, really good I like at, that. I was really good at so I tried to get creative. Anyway, fourth wall. The fourth wall tailgate is going to be 11 to 4. MetLife Stadium, WrestleMania Sunday. Come hang out with us. We're having a good time. There's going to be food. There's going to be beers. There's going to be drinks. We're just really, really, really gonna be uh, hanging out with a bunch of good people before we go in and watch uh, WrestleMania this year. So, so we hope to see all of our fam and all our members of our Patreon there. And if you're not a member of our Patreon, Patreon.com/backslash/FourthWallWrestleCast. As low as one dollar a month, you can be a part of the Fourth Wall fam. So, from my good friend JC Bones, I am Doc Haas. This has been Sunday Night Aftermath. Have a great night, y'all, and enjoy your week. See you at Mania. Ooh, ooh.